to binge watch with us. That's Pickles. And that's Lisa. And this week we watched season one of The Sinner. Yay! Now what do I know her from? Besides married to Justin Timberlake. That's literally all I know her from. Seventh Heaven. Okay. I knew it was like some teeny bopper show, but I didn't know what exactly. And so I kind of obsessed about that for half this show. Yeah, I mean, because that's, that's our favorite thing to do. Yes. <laughs> what the hell is that person in? We were watching something like, oh, we start, we watched the last two most recent um, Halloweens. Uh-huh. Um, that Rob Zombie directed. Oh. And half the time I'm like, who is this? Hold on. Google. <laughs> <laughs> and so what should have taken us like. Four and a half, five hours to watch took like six. Because now I are you you're pausing it to go look it up? No, I don't. But then sometimes I do because I'm like, wait, 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 hold on. I got to figure this out. <laughs> are there a lot of actors that have many other jobs in the Halloween movies? I mean, no. Oh, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> People you've never, ever heard of and never heard of again. That's what um, I was thinking. Like literally since, and this were like early 2000s. And I don't think these people have really done much since then. So yeah. I'm not sure what happened to them. They might have died. I don't know. Well, Jessica Beale produced this show. So she's not in season no, two, um, but she is the producer of season two and season one. So what is season two? Is it on another story then? Season two still has Bill Pullman as the detective. And then I'm assuming it's some other crime. I don't know that it's a murder. I see okay. pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, of it here and there, and it's got a creepy little kid. No, I'm I know out. I like creepy little kids. I'm out. <laughs> Listen, I just watched Young Michael Myers for two episodes or two movies last night. I'm creeped out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, no, I've heard a lot of people really like season two. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, they talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. Um. But we watched season one. season one. That's all we watched. You can find every episode is on Netflix right now. It just came out on Netflix maybe about a month or so ago, probably around the same time that season two started premiering on USA. Um, I don't know if I can watch USA shows on demand. Probably. I would assume so. Uh, Maybe they're on Amazon. No, they're not. Oh. Mm mm. Um, So you'd have to have like a cable. Or like yeah. sling or something like that. Something like that to watch them, I yeah. think. Question I think mark. So. I really don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't have cables, so you know. I don't I have I cut the cord about a year ago and it's the best thing ever. I mean. Because um, all I do mm. is watch Netflix and Hulu and um, <laughs> don't need anything else. There are a couple <laughs> shows that I watch live. Mm-hmm. Like we're both we're both watching American Horror Story live right now. Yes. Which I'm uh, loving more than length itself. Um, <clears throat> and then football. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> and she's only saying that because she sucks at fantasy football right now. I suck this week. I'm going to make <laughs> the best comeback next week. <laughs> They're going to write a movie about you. That's how good it's going to be. <sighs> you say that before a second. I just got so inspired. <laughs> And then she came back and she won fantasy football and she like, got there's a montage of me like clicking all over the place, like lining up my players. It's got like the do, montage do, music do. in it. <laughs> do, do, do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I can totally see it. Um, so 
dog just dying. The movie no one asked for. Yes. So what were your thoughts on The Sinner? Did you like it? I did. Now, I tried to watch it when it was live, what, last year maybe? Yeah. And we watched two episodes of it, and I'm like, could care less. I'm uh-huh. not... I'm, everybody's raving, and I'm like, I don't get it. I don't know what's going on. And you know me. If I don't know what's going on, I lose interest really fast. So when you brought it up, I was like, we, we took, what, two weeks to watch it? And I'm like, still haven't watched it. Still haven't watched it. <laughs> still haven't watched it. And so I started it, like, Friday afternoon, and I finished it Saturday morning. So once I got through the first two episodes, I couldn't stop. Like, I was watching it constantly and loved it like I like the the premise I liked how everything of course ties together it's not as cut and dry as you first think it is and um like I really really enjoyed it so yeah I watched it live on tv and I it was one of the ones where I, I couldn't like I knew like what night it came on but it probably came on at like nine o'clock <sighs> like every other show that I like and that's no. way too late for me <laughs> stay up and watch the show who stay it up at well, nine o'clock thing at night is, it's okay if it was like a comedy or something but if it's something that's really intense like of course game of thrones or something i'm like i can't sleep after yeah. these shows i'm too pumped up i like to be disturbed by tv i don't like to be disturbed <laughs> yeah. by tv at 10 30 at yeah, night we both do i mean i'm on medication to sleep so like american horror i watch yeah. um the next day i only watch it when the sun is out <laughs> Because are you afraid of the apocalypse coming scary. and getting you? Uh, and... Well, but also, but I, you know, I, I get up early. I, I'm a 5.30 person. So are you. I mean, I get up at 4.15. Oh, jeez, Louise. No, I'm like 5.30. <laughs> uh, so I have to go to sleep by 9.30, 10 o'clock. Yeah, totally. If you're going to, if I'm going to be disturbed by a show, I need at least two hours to unwind from that. Yeah. Like, play with my dogs, talk to my husband. Eat. Eat, go on some, like, subreddits to, like, chill me out. She's on the deep, dark web. Yeah, no. uh -uh, I'm scared of that place. (laughs) But I did watch it live, and I remember not knowing what was going on, and I loved it. See, you don't like that. I like having no idea what's happening. No, you you got to hook me pretty fast because there's literally 10 billion shows I want to watch, so... But what's different about this show is that it starts off showing you the crime. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I think, like, what, within 10 minutes of the show? Yeah. At least, and so, like, when I was watching it, in my head, in my weird head, I thought she was a lot older than the guy she kills. So let's, okay, I have, okay. Okay. <laughs> How old are these people? I want to say like late 20s. Yeah. Maybe, maybe like your age, like early 30s. But I really think late 20s only because he the guy she kills was in college um, college and i don't think he was a doctor when she killed him no. and so that's 4 years of medical school so in my head you know what i'm saying like i yeah. that's why i think like late 20s but i really thought because she has like no makeup on and just like it looks like the hardest life ever almost like she just looks older than she is um 
She went through some tough shit. Well, she did, but to be, that yeah, to be fair. you a little bit. Yeah. Well, I know yeah. from personal experience. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't laugh, but yeah. I mean. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> her bangs were confusing. I think that's, I think that's what trips me up about the age because it's like you don't <laughs> see a whole lot of like late 20 somethings who take themselves like. I don't know. Um, well, you did. Bangs are either like a uh, like a really young person thing mm-hmm. or like a more mature person thing, and so oh. I couldn't figure out what she. <laughs> I know you have bangs. I know. It's to hide the wrinkles. It was exactly. to hide acne, and now it's to hide wrinkles. Right. The bangs confused me. I didn't I... know what what she was doing with those bangs. But it's like in the first ten minutes of it. I don't, I don't know why. I just, I got the impression that she's super, super sad that she's just done with life. Like. Yeah, you picked up on that a lot sooner than me. Yeah. It, to me, it seems like a really stable, comfortable life. Oh and my that's God. something that I really appreciate. Yeah, it was just totally normal. Like she, they, she was with her husband. They had a kid. They lived next door to their parents, which I mean, that's not ideal, but it's great for the kid. You know, sure. like you've got like your child care taken care of. Yeah. Um, it's it looked like there was like a father son business that she worked at. Like it seemed like a totally normal, boring life. I'm okay with a normal yeah. boring life. <laughs> that's what I strive for. Well, yeah, I mean, for real. Yeah. Um But I don't know. I just it's something in her eyes, something the way she did stuff. It just looked like the world had beat this woman down. Like she yeah. had, you know, they wanted to have sex or he wanted to have sex with her like that night. And she's like, okay, hold on. You know, it was like, yeah. the, the passion looked like it was gone. And um, I don't know, it was just something in her eyes. She just looked beat down. To yeah. Me. I could tell right away that she had a problem with sex, mm-hmm. but she seemed like she really loved him. Yeah. I mean, she did. I think it was just, it was comfortable. I think the whole thing was just comfortable. Like and I think said. one of the one of the points of the husband was I think that we were supposed to be like, oh, he's really sweet and he's really supportive and he's very mm-hmm. understanding. And then with all the characters in the show, as time went on, you kind of went like, okay, this dude has a breaking point just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. He's not the perfect husband. No. He's not the perfect guy. We find out in one episode that he slept with that female cop and then, yeah. like, never even acknowledged it ever again. Yeah. So, I mean, just like everybody in the show, as you go on, you're like, oh, there's some shit here. Well, and I found it odd that he, her husband, looked a lot like the guy she killed, I thought. Yes, the I, I just noticed that in the last episode. I don't know why it never <laughs> dawned on me until the last episode. But, but that's because the entire time, you could not convince me that was not Jon Snow from Game of Thrones. <laughs> I had to look it up and be like, why is Kit Harrington doing a USA show? He's not... He's on HBO. What's he doing? He's, you thought her husband was Jon Snow. It, he, they look exactly alike. Did he have his shirt off at any point in time? I don't know. Does Jon Snow ever have his shirt off? I remember he has abs pretty decent. Oh, there was that one cave scene. Remember yeah. that one? Yeah. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I definitely remember that. Uh, yeah. So, husband thought was Jon Snow. <laughs> husband is not Jon Snow for everybody mm-hmm. listening um not at all because one he didn't have that perfect curly 
hair. He had some hair. That husband had some hair. But not Jon Snow hair. I guess not. I'm worried about Jon Snow after Game of Thrones ends because I feel like he has no career. Oh, like, no. He's he's definitely going to disappear into obscurity. We're never, never going from him again. He's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Um, oh, no. God, I hope not. Yeah. No, well, you know, um, Luke, the lady who played Luna on the Harry Potter movies is in this season of Dancing with the Stars. I heard one of my cousins very excitedly snapped me about that. I'm not a, No, I'm just sad for but... Frankie Muniz was on it, and I love... Malcolm in the Middle. Wow. Um, and so I was like, oh yeah, I'm totally going to watch it and like root for Frankie Muniz the whole time. No, not even not even five minutes of it. I'm not a competition show person. No, well, you do like a uh, Great British Break Off. That's very different for many different, <laughs> many different reasons. I tried to watch the year that Bindi Irwin was on, you know, the Crocodile Hunter's daughter. And oh, I think yeah. she won. And so I would watch it the next day on, like, YouTube or something. Because she did a lot of really sweet things. And, um... Can you, like, just watch her part? Yeah, that's all. I've never oh. seen... I've never seen the show in my life. I couldn't tell you that. The Bachelor. Any of the Real Housewives. I've never watched. Mm. In yeah. my life. Same. Um, anyways. Okay. So... <laughs> which has nothing to do with the center. But that's just us. Yeah. So, yeah. So we learned that she has... She's got she's got some some problems mm-hmm. going on. Well, um, and I felt like that attack was brutal. Oh my god, it was brutal. Like if she'd just gone over and gave him what they call that the smiley face, I'd have been like, okay, it's gruesome, but whatever. But that was like a a hate um, attack. And the sound him. the sound effects were pretty garbage. Yeah. <laughs> Because I was, like, listening to that episode. I knew it was going to happen. And so, like, the little the little stabby sounds were just almost laughable. But the murder scene itself was it's pretty bad. Pretty gruesome. And that's so funny because when I, like I said, I've been watching all these Halloween and, like, Freddy Krueger movies and stuff lately. And I'm, like, I'm watching too much or listening to too much true crime stuff because I'm, like... That wouldn't happen. That no, wouldn't happen. That's not that wouldn't happen. That no. would. You can't stab somebody in the stomach and they automatically die. That's a slow death. Oh God, no! That takes hours. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> it's ruined me forever. I mean, you could just see that she snapped, and then she just didn't know what was going on at all. Like, what did you think? Okay, so before the last two episodes, where they they lay it all on the line. Yeah. What did you think happened? I literally don't know because they kept kind of flashing back to bits and pieces. I honestly had thought that she was um, either kidnapped and, like, held for a while, like, gang raped or something. Because it looked like there was a lot of people in the yeah sex scenes, sort of. And I just felt like they roofied her, threw her in the car... And tied her up for days on end. Like, yeah, uh, that's what I really thought had happened, you know. But then, but then, you know, you start learning more and more, and little hints are dropped, and then it kind of went like, from you think she was, you know, roofied and then raped or whatever to, um, well, maybe something did. Maybe she was raped, but then she went and did a bender on um, crack. No, she was on crack. heroin. 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 Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. And then her, we have to talk about this poor woman's childhood. 
Right. So what actually happens to set her off is mm-hmm. that her sister... I don't even want to say that her sister was killed. No, her sister just died. She she just died. She, but it was traumatic in the way that, that this guy tried to save her. Uh-huh. Her childhood and her sister are traumatizing to say the least. She's she's the older sister, and she, this is her younger sister. I mean, just from the get-go, they, I guess the, the baby sister was at um, the hospital for a while. And the mom was, like, blaming her because she, she, the oldest daughter, took all of her strength. So when the mom had the second daughter, that's why she was so weak and couldn't hardly do anything. Those kind of people are terrifying. Those those people who think that um, that that I don't know if that's even if you would consider that some sect of Christianity that God plays a role in their everyday life and that you're punished and rewarded constantly for minuscule things. I mean, that's terrifying. Those kind of people should not be able to raise kids or have a second child. I mean, and, and I- that's. That's one thing that, like, that Reddit pointed out. It's like, sorry, no, you don't get to take a baby home when they're blue. I, well, at first I'm like, is the baby dead? When she showed it to her, and I was like, wait, I hear a wheezing and, a, and an old man smoker kind of breathing. And yeah. I was like, oh, she's she's alive. But I'm like, no hospital would let her go home with that baby. That baby okay, is so then, way sick. Let me ask you this. Do you think that the mom had Munchausen by proxy? Yes. Okay. After the daughter never comes back, does the mom then go to just Munchausen? Is the mom really sick? I don't know. I That's think interesting. That, I think that when the girls never came back home, she switched to Munchausen. She might and have. That she doesn't really have anything. Whatever she was doing to the youngest daughter, and I can't remember her name now. I can't remember either daughter's name. Um... <laughs> Whatever she was doing to the youngest daughter, she started doing to herself, I think. I think so, too. And I, you know, because, is her name Cora? Yes, Cora okay. Tonetti. Cora's the older one. Cora's the older one. Okay, so she stopped talking to her parents for a couple of years. Like, she, initially when she was arrested and everything, she's like, my parents are dead. And then through the course of the investigation, they're like, um, no, they're alive. But you never really heard or saw what happened to the mom. It was just one of those kind of like, I need a cane and I'm kind of weak, but nothing specific. Yeah, the the youngest daughter says that she has non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. A touch of. Yeah, right. And I think the mom said that she gets the same disease too. I don't believe that. With That's that bullshit. No. <laughs> what does she think like when the, when the daughter died, it released into the air and came in no she probably honestly believes that once the daughter runs away like she now has to take on her sickness she uh let me let, let's talk about that for a minute why do and i'm sorry i'm looking up the center so we can figure out what the younger daughter's name yeah is. that's so probably I don't, a good thing to know so i don't feel like an idiot going you know the younger daughter uh phoebe 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 yes that's it is that her name okay yeah okay and this is why I had written down at some point that this reminds me a lot of Sharp Objects. Yeah. Because you have an older sister that's completely screwed up, a younger sister that is... Maybe psychotic? Maybe psychotic and maybe really, really sick. Maybe. 
Um, because at first I'm like, oh, she's gonna die anytime now. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. The sister, um, because she she has the um, Hodgkins, and then she has a heart issue. She says she has a heart like Swiss cheese. Yes, <laughs> and lungs that are made of paper mache. Uh, when I heard her breathing. Yeah. Um. Anyways, the two shows reminded me so much of each other because you have a crazy nut job for a mom. Uh-huh. Uh, a younger sister that, is she sick? Is she not sick? She's psychotic. Yeah. And then an older sister who's suffering. And wallpaper. And wallpaper. And, excuse me, a father that just seems to, like, let everything go. Non-existent. The, the father of both shows are just non-existent. Like, all I know about the father and Sharper Objects is that he likes old music and he plays it every night. Yeah, and <laughs> and and I only know that that's not the main character in, um, in Sharp Objects. I only know that that's not her dad because you read the book and told me. I mean, yeah. this guy is, plays so little of a role in the family that you don't even know if he's related to other people. Yeah, I mean, at first I thought, even when I started, because I think I started watching it first and then I started reading the book. And I was like, who is this guy? Is he a boyfriend? Is he the help? I don't know. <laughs> he just yeah. shows up. Is he like the gay piano player and just plays music for him, for yeah. ambience or whatever? Yeah. If, if you liked The Sinner, you should absolutely watch Sharp Objects. Um, yes. I would say they're both equally dark. Yeah. Small towns. Small towns. Um, something tragic happens to the older sister. One has a hot detective, one has Bill Pullman. I love him so much, but no, he, he made me uncomfortable. Dis- he, no, he's he's not, I don't, no, he's gross. He's no, no, gross I meant, in this show. No, I meant, like, in other things. I've always sure. loved him. Yeah, yeah, he's great in other things. I hated him in this show. I really, at first I'm like, what is this guy's deal? Like, I can't figure out why. He's obviously a troubled soul, too, because he... You know, he has issues. He's got to be punished by this prostitute? Question waitress. She's waitress. A waitress. Yeah, but I think she she does. She's a dominatrix, on... also. Yeah. She did not look like a dominatrix um, at all. Well, don't pigeonhole dominatrix. Maybe they can look like lots of things. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I always picture them with like a whip and yeah. maybe like really spiky hooker shoes. Uh, I think that's more like fetishized. Maybe, 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 maybe mm. your average small town dominatrix does not have whips or spiky well, high heel shoes <laughs> because Amazon doesn't deliver there and they can't afford it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying because she's poor. Can I say? Yes. Um, I don't know what it is about that actress. I loved her. The dominatrix. Yes, I feel like, and this is gonna this is gonna be such a bizarre statement. I could not think of a better way to say this. I feel like if I was a guy, that would be my type of woman. Wow, I know. I, I think you have mommy issues. What does that say about me? I think you have mommy issues. I, you know what it is? It's, what? it's the fascination with big boobs. Oh, God. I just don't understand them. <laughs> I don't know what you're supposed to do with them. <laughs> I tell you what, when I come to New Orleans next month, we will give you two five-pound bag of sugar, and you okay. can carry it around your neck, okay. um, and then you'll know what to do with them. So. I, don't, I see that meme constantly where it's like, uh, you come home, and like your, your favorite part of the day is taking off your bra, and I'm just like, 
no, I'm fine. <laughs> no, it's the best part of the day ever. Um, for real. Like, my back hurts so bad all the time that it's ridiculous. Um, and, you know, like I see... Uh, oh, okay. So this is kind of political, but kind of not. So Stormy Daniels, yeah, you know, who supposedly slept with Trump. When I see her... I'm like, honey, get a breast reduction. Your back has got to be killing you. Her boobs well, are huge, and that's all I can focus on. It's her boobs. It's her boobs, and I'm That's worried. all I could focus on with this waitress. <laughs> she well, always had that, that white button-up shirt on that was, yes. it was one button too low. Yes. <laughs> it was just one button too low. It was, like, just past health code acceptable. <laughs> Yes. Because when I was waitressing, we couldn't wear, um, like, um, sleeveless shirts. That was against health code. Well, nobody wants your arm hair falling in. Well, but I think, I think... Or sweat maybe, dropping in. Maybe Hooters waitresses don't have uh, sleeves. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, No, they wear tank tops or something. So I'm pretty sure, like, there has got to be, like, a health code about how far up the buttons have to go. Sure. <laughs> but uh, who knows? The, 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 health, the health code enforcer is probably like one of her clients on the side. So yeah. I, I don't think we need the one. Plus, isn't this like up north somewhere? This is in Poughkeepsie. Don't ask me where that is. I, I was no, going to ask you where that is. No clue. Um, it's in Poughkeepsie, which is fun to say. <laughs> it's got to be near a lake. Um, yes. That's why I think like. Chicago in that area, but I hmm, literally maybe. have no idea. Yeah, the lake imagery, yeah. I did I did not get it again until the last episode. Because during her hypnosis therapy, she's often walking into the lake. You see the serene lake. And yeah. it dawned on me like, oh, here's what's on the surface. And then we've got all this stuff going on mm-hmm. underneath. I want to be hypnotized now. So I've learned to self-hypnosis. Do you know that? No. That I, that I use self-hypnosis? No. Yeah, I've actually used it in therapy um, when I was trying to quit smoking. Uh-huh. So my mom taught it to me when I was a kid because I've never been able to sleep. Uh, and so she actually taught me self-hypnosis. And it... Um, so I've used it for a long, long time. I mean, I'm talking, I was a kid mm-hmm. to help me fall asleep. It really works, but it's something that you have to practice on. It's, it's a lot like meditation, Ugh, you know, which I you can't just, do either. I, it takes practice, man. And it's hard. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Um, and so, you know, I was able to just kind of shut everything down in my mind and, mm-hmm. and, and then the goal was to fall asleep. So I was telling a therapist about this once when I was trying to quit smoking years ago. And she's like, well, that's a great tool. Why don't you use that to try to quit smoking? And I was like, well, because I'm just going to fall asleep. (laughs) (laughs) I want to smoke a cigarette. (laughs) Right, exactly. So basically the premise of that was to, I would go to that place or wherever it is, even if it was, you know, Mm -hmm. the time for me to go to sleep and I would just tell myself you couldn't in in self-hypnosis you cannot use negative words meaning you can't use not no never Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I would have to say um I'm a non-smoker not I don't smoke okay okay I'm a Mm non-smoker it didn't work I ended up quitting like three years later (laughs) (laughs) so the whole point of this is hypnosis doesn't work 
No, it does work for some stuff. <laughs> no, but what I think we really learn about her is that wallpaper is a trigger. And obviously that song was a trigger. The, the song was a trigger. The wallpaper was a trigger. Yeah, she's got some triggers that I think more than the hypnosis. Because she, things would not come back to her Mm-mm. until she saw it. Well, but glimpses came back to her because... But they were wrong. Not, well, like, okay, so she's she's been arrested. She's waiting trial or she's already had her trial i'm always kind of confused by that because she she did not have a trial yeah Yeah. so she she had what is it called oh geez we both work at law firms we should i mean but we don't do that they don't do that kind of work i forget what the first thing is called and then there was the sentencing there was no trial in between yeah Mm mm-hmm she had a hearing she had a hearing and then she (laughs) i was thinking of something like do Something, whatever. No, <laughs> not not Latin. <laughs> she had a hearing and then she had a sentencing. There was no trial. That is technical. Wow. Write yeah. it down, kids. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. and then Combined she... like 30 years of law firm experience. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. We, we don't deal with lawyers, really. Um, yeah. So, but remember she was in, I think, the bunk bed one night and she couldn't breathe. And that's because she either dreamt or heard or something like the, um, the breastbone cracking or the yeah, ribcage yeah. cracking. She, she, yeah, she dreamt that somebody was putting their foot on her ribcage. Yeah. And cracking it. And I'm telling you, every time they they did that, I about passed out. Oh, it's it's disturbing. It's, I'm like, that's, oh, God. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that's something mm-mm. I noticed that every episode had one small thing. Yeah. That was disturbing like that. And not even gory or gruesome Mm-mm. or, like, uh, scary. It would just be just something like that where it's just a crack. And that's mm-hmm. all you need to go, I don't like it, I don't like it, I don't like it, you know? Yeah. Well, and I thought it was odd, too, because, I mean, just how the mind works, that yeah. she would have these little, like, flashbacks or whatever. Like, she saw that dude and she went nuts and she stabbed him. Seven times in seven particular um, pattern. Like, pattern, and then she attacked Bill Pullman at some point, and it was the same kind of thing. Like she hit him, like she was hitting on him because he was playing that the song that triggered her, and she hit him like seven times in the same spots as the stab wounds on the first guy. And I'm like, well, what is, what is that? That to me, and I guess that's what he caught on to. There, there's something triggering that like that's not random it's not like when she was like well i killed him so that's it and the end and he's like no no because then you attacked me and did the same thing and yeah he he figured out that she was repeating something yeah does that make him the best detective ever Uh, would anybody else have noticed that i i don't know i think detectives in general even though you know the (laughs) the podcasts we listen to are always like you know, detectives are really stupid and, and yeah. slow back in, like, the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's part of it, though. I mean, you can't just look at the evidence or the facts in the case. You have to know how to read a person. And if you can't pick up on those little triggers, uh, then I don't think you're a good detective. That's we never figure out with him what his fascination is with her. 
In the last episode, he says, we both had something happen to us when we were young. Mm -hmm. And, you know, neither one of us really dealt with it. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely where his, is it sadomasochism? Sure. I don't know. Is that what that's called? Yeah, I think so. That's where that comes from, but we don't know what that is. I'm wondering if in season two, if they go in more mm-hmm. to what it, whatever it was that happened to him yeah, when he was younger. Yeah. Um, his marriage is fucked. I mean, oh my God, that made me so uncomfortable. Because... Who is she? Who is that wife? Who is she? I have no idea. Oh, I, man. I you know who she reminded me of? She reminded me of the mom from Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> That was Sally Fields, and this is not Sally Fields. So not the same person. Not the same person. Okay. <laughs> Hold on, I'm looking. God, what was his name? Hold on. His name is Bill Pullman. His name on the show is... Ms. Ambrose, Detective Ambrose. Yes, so her name would have to be Ambrose, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Faye Ambrose. Um, let me see what else she's been in. I've seen her in something. Um, she was in How to Get Away with Murder. Jacqueline? No. Mm. Uh, she's in the center. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to see if she's in anything, because I thought she looked familiar, too, but I'm not seeing it. She's been in a I lot feel... of Law and Orders. Okay, thank you. I feel like I knew her from Law and Order. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where you know her from. This show that's looks a... like Law and Order. I've never watched that show in my life. So. You have never watched Law and Order? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I know. That's that's amazing to me. Yeah, I know. I don't. I think it's because it was so popular and they did so many spinoffs that turned me off. I don't know. What do you watch when you're folding laundry? <laughs> um, strange as it may seem, I usually listen to audiobooks. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah, or a podcast. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's what I do. Because, you know, we have two stories, so I do my laundry all upstairs. Yeah. Um, no. No. You must have seen Law and Order. Like, you must have been in, like, a hospital waiting room or something, and it was on. <laughs> yes, I, I I have been in hospital waiting rooms, but I don't recall seeing it. So, hmm. yeah. Well, there's, like, four million episodes if you ever decide to do it. I know. I, and I kind of have thought about it. Um, yeah. Ice-T mm. is in it. <laughs> and I love him. I mean, um, who doesn't love Ice-T? I love him. He went um, from a gangster rapper to literally pretending to be a cop. And he's married to a lady with really big breasts. <gasps> See? It all it all goes back to the boobs. It all goes back to boobs. <laughs> and my fascination with <laughs> big boobs. Um, so, he definitely has issues. And I do not understand, and as somebody who's divorced, I don't understand why... Like, he's trying to put it together, but I feel like what was breaking him up was the wife found out about his mistress or his domination. I don't know that the wife ever found out about her. Did she find out about her? I thought she did. I thought that's why they had split up is because some sort of infidelity on his part. That was my impression. I thought they split up because he was just a bad husband. Well, he's definitely odd. (laughs) This This is the kind of husband who you know, air quotes, goes on a hike. Yeah. But really, he's leading his wife to what he thinks may be a murder scene. I know. <laughs> well, that was my thing. I was like, 
He has so many issues. And I feel like he's definitely like a dad kind of person who's like, you know, everybody's visiting. My dad used to do this a lot. Like everybody's visiting and all of a sudden he wanders off and you're like, where's daddy? And oh, he's out watering the lawn. It's like, okay. Or he's pulling weeds. Like he just wanders outside. It's just a dad thing. Yeah. Bye. So I felt like him watering plants and, and, you know, at odd times of the night. Like, I didn't know if that was something that helped him focus and kind of process the day. Or if he that was, was not ready like, to let go of his marriage. That's what that was. He just but, was not ready to let go. But, oh, God, it made me so uncomfortable. I was like, break up, break up, break up. Y'all are yeah. on two different planes. Like, it's just not, I don't know. I just, I didn't feel it at all. I wonder them. what she thought of his fascination with Cora. <gasps> well, I mean, she might have just thought, it was just another case. Um, yeah, he's doing his job. Yeah, like, I think sometimes, and maybe all the time, I don't know. I don't know any detectives, but I feel like they get a really good case or something that really sucks them in, and that's that's it. Like, that's their whole life until it's over kind of yeah. thing. Um, you know, they talked about that a lot with the um, Golden State Killer, about how these guys, it was always on their mind throughout their like whole careers like they moved on to other cases because it was a cold case but they kind of thought about it a lot and 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 still kind of followed up on it so I feel like that's what she thought I don't understand his fascination with her though I I I mean it seemed professional but then it's kind of on the surface felt creepy I think it was two things. I think it was he was trying so hard to save her Mm -hmm. because he was trying to save his marriage. So it's almost like he he could not give up on one because then he would be given up on the other. Mm -hmm. And then I also think that there's just this one small scene in the last episode where he mentions that we both had something Mm -hmm. go on when we were kids and... Mm -hmm. The both of us have just been ignoring it because then later on, just a few seconds later, he goes to look at his fingernails, the ones that are bruised from the dominatrix stepping on his fingers constantly. <laughs> so I think that might even be him recognizing like, okay, she she was trying to keep all this stuff under the surface mm-hmm. and this is what happened to her. She ended up blowing up and, and killing a guy. Mm-hmm. And then, so that was her physical manifestation of it. And then his his fingernails are literally the physical manifestation of whatever it is that happened. And he's yeah. not dealing with it. Yeah. He 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 definitely has issues. And um, I, maybe they do talk. I mean, he's obviously, is he the center of them? Oh, like, yeah. Everybody in the show is. That's the whole point. Everybody uh, is. The mom uh, is. The, yeah. The, the, yeah, the sick sister is. Um, Cora is even the husband even the husband has the stuff in his past that we're we think like like I said like oh he's so supportive but really we we realized he was using women Mm -hmm. you know back in his day just for sex and then tossing them to the side they've all got their Mm -hmm. their things oh okay that's true let's talk about JD for a second okay this is another (laughs) one how old is JD (laughs) I don't know is he 27? Is he 48? I don't uh, know. I don't know. I feel like he's older um, because he has supposedly a lot of money. Because he's a From drug what? Uh, family money is all I can figure. I, he's, he, he's not a drug dealer until after that that's night. That's true. 
<laughs> Every time they mentioned, when was that? And I was like, July 4th, 2012. Because it kept, like, every time they mentioned something after the first few episodes, I'm like, obviously it's July 4th. Yeah. 2012. Because yeah. obviously when everything in the whole entire town happened to 50,000 people. I mean, um, he reminded me of, I don't know if you've seen this, this is way before your time, but Less Than Zero. No. It's Robert Downey Jr., um, which is basically Robert Downey Jr.'s life up until that point. It's a bunch of rich kids. Robert Downey Jr. is whacked out on drugs the whole time. and um, In real life or in the movie? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. I think, I think that was the beginning of his drug phase. Okay. Um, but, and his character dies in the movie. Spoiler, who hasn't seen it? It's like 25 years old. Uh, movie but and it has Andrew McCarthy in it and James Spade Mm. is that his name anyways and he's kind of this smart ass drug dealer rich boy in this movie Lesson Zero and I know a few of those yeah and he just kind of this guy JD reminded me of that same type of character Mm -hmm. and he god I, I wanted to see him get what was coming to him yeah, it it sucks that he he dies off camera. Did um, he? On the, yeah, he JD's dead. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is he the one that had cancer or something? Or car no. wreck? No, the realtor, Todd. Why I remember Todd's name, I don't know. That's weird. The realtor was was one of the people that was there. He got like liver cancer, kidney yes. cancer, something like that, and he died like 2 years after the incident. Which was July 4th, uh, 2012. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> no, JD, I think, was shot. I think Probably. he was killed by uh, one of, uh, I don't know, some guy named Duffy? I don't know. It gets a little, it gets a little hazy. Because all the, you think all these people are dead, and then they're alive, and then, I don't know, now these people are dead, and then this person is alive. There's so many sporadic stuff happening, and bits and pieces, and you're like, what happens next? What happens next? And then, when you finally find out in season, episode seven and eight, that's when you find out who's still alive and dead, what actually happened, and the aftermath that by the time they were mentioning, well, this person's dead and this person's dead and this person's gone, I'm like, I don't even know who these people are anymore because I was so blown away by the whole events of the night that I, by that point, I was like, I don't care what happened to the rest of them. It goes from like a four to a 10 so fast. Really? I mean, well, because I mean, you go from, okay, we're all just partying at, um, mm-hmm. is it a hunting club? It is a hunting club. I actually had a country club. A country. Well, no, they say they hunt, but not okay. so much anymore. But it reminds me of every cheesy preppy movie in the eighties. Like there's always some sort of old school money club like that. That's in a grand old house, and only the rich rich can get in, and it's very locked down kind of so thing. So that was one of the things I wanted to ask you. Do you think it's weird that this happened at a country club? Like, I thought that was kind of an odd choice. Well, but it didn't really, didn't happen. Well, I guess it started at the country club and then went to that off-site cabin, question mark? The cabin is on the grounds of the country club. Yeah. So, yeah, it starts at the, so they, they're at a party at the country club. They're partying. And mm-hmm. then um, Phoebe and... Um, Frankie go off into this little cabin on the hunting uh, country club grounds 
Mm-mm. So, and then in the basement in there is where it, in that basement, man, that's where it goes from zero to a hundred real quick. Mm-hmm. And then Cora is kept in um, a rich doctor's sort of, I mean, to me, I'm going to call that a mansion look. I mean. That's, it's not a, it's not a bungalow or a ranch. Like. No, no. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I just thought it would have been, to to me, I would have gone with it happened at someone's house. Well, I don't know because, again, the preppies 80s thing was a lot of these privileged kids, overprivileged, I Yeah, but this takes place in 2013. I know, but it just kind of had that vibe to it to me where I wasn't surprised that some spoiled rich kid had a key or whatever because his daddy is way high up in the membership. Maybe. The old family money kind of thing mm-hmm. plays in, and they have special benefits. And that's kind of how he's like, look how big and important I am. I can be in this club after dark. Um, and then he has some sort of business deal. Like he's meeting, JD's meeting somebody, right? JD's meeting a realtor. How the realtor got there, I don't know. I guess I guess he called the realtor and was like, hey, we're partying at this country club. <laughs> but that was just so odd to me because I was like, is this a legit deal? Like, I feel like... Of course not. Nothing about J.D. is legit. He siphons gas out of, out of other cars with his mouth. <laughs> that was so funny. So they kept going back to that scene like three or four different times. And then he's like making out with Cora. And I was like, do you not taste gasoline? I'd be like, yuck, brush your yuck, teeth. Yuck, yuck, brush yuck. your teeth. Drink some booze. I'm, I don't want to taste gasoline in my mouth. But, Ugh. um... But I know I was like, well, it seemed like a, it was like a realtor deal, but I'm like, why are we doing this at, you know, two o'clock in the morning? And What was that deal going to be? What would skeezy JD who sucks gas out of other cars have anything to do with a realtor? I know. I know that's why I couldn't figure it out. And I kind of wish they would have gone into a little bit because I'm like, what's the deal? What's the deal? I got because so upset. Because right after that, JD starts blackmailing Frankie's dad for oxy prescriptions which is probably i'm sorry that's pretty smart well yeah and i mean i guess well and see that's why i thought jd was running that opiate ring that they end up busting at some point he was he was but somehow the guys that he that he brought into that Mm -hmm. like um the guys that were in that office and the one who was going to pick up all the the uh hispanic women and bring them to pharmacies i think those guys took jd out of the equation yeah, I think so, too. So yeah. maybe that's how he was killed. He was killed in, like... Yeah, he was definitely killed by one of those guys in his oxy ring, God. for sure. But that yeah. whole... So when it when it all kind of plays out, and it's not bits and pieces, and we see the whole thing start to finish of what happened that night, I was so uncomfortable. It was, it was traumatizing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because I was afraid it was going to be a foursome with her and her daughter, be, or, I mean... Her, her, her younger sister, because they'd already kind of kissed and done some really inappropriate stuff. That scene was so unnecessary to the God. story. You did not need to have that in there. You could have skipped over that, and the storyline would have been exactly the same. I get the point of it. The point of it was to show how far Cora would go to make Phoebe happy. Or yeah. how bad Cora felt. Yes. About Phoebe. But it, I'm with you. It was. But I already understood that. Yeah, I mean, because she kept making her go on dates and having sex with the boy next door and all kinds of stuff. So I was like, we we already had that and we didn't need that scene. But it made me so uncomfortable. I was just like cringing 
and glad that it was only a few moments because I was like, I don't want to see this. I don't care. I don't want it to go any deeper than it's already gone. I'm good. I got it. We can move on. Like, they could have maybe showed them kissing. That's all I need to see. It's uncomfortable. That scene, that scene got me thinking, like, what... Okay, there, there could be this whole other world where Cora is just as manipulative as Phoebe is. And Phoebe's already using men through her sister to get money for them to um, run away to Florida. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is just goals, I guess. I guess. Like, don't, you don't. Like, you ran away from I Florida. I ran away. Me, I'm like, I would love some beachfront property. Mm-hmm. So in this other world that I imagined, Cora was just as manipulative as she probably could have been able if she's tricking these men into giving her money she could have uh manipulated one of them into having sex with her sister like Mm -hmm. oh do it for me kind of the way jd does to her yeah well yeah i mean i definitely think that could have been arranged it didn't need to be it didn't need to be the two it didn't need to be the two sisters she could have gotten somebody else in there just she controlled her so much she was like oh do this and do that and do the other and i mean i guess it's just to make her happy but i was just like See, you don't get it, man. Yeah. That Catholic guilt. It's a doozy. That, <laughs> I was telling my boyfriend about this. I was like, why is it every time they show somebody who's religious, it's not just like we go to church. It's like uber, 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 <laughs> uber religious. But like her mom, you know, she's like, oh, you had these these secret treats that her aunt was bringing her, like chocolate and stuff. Well, that's why the sister's almost dying. I was like, no, you dumb bitch. The reason why the sister's dying is because she probably never should have been born and never taken out of the mm-hmm. hospital. Two things. Sorry. Or <laughs> she, the mom has Munchausen by proxy. I just hate to see that kind of mental abuse. It really bothers me. Yeah, that really that that really bothered me. It you. really does. I get really bothered by that. I think you even texted me about that like while you were watching it. You were like, I'm really not cool with the chocolate thing. I'm not, because I'm like, why can't she have chocolate? <laughs> you know, then she tells her later on, she's like, Why well, eat chocolate? Because I was hoping you would die. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about any of this. And now. then the younger sister prayed that her that, that Cora would get sick too. And they were both okay with it. There needed to be a priest in that house talking to these girls. No, no, there needed to be less priests in the house. <laughs> less. Let's go the other way. <laughs> yeah. When when everything is coming together, there are a lot of really crazy circumstances. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, it's this and it's that and everybody's making out and having a good time and she's doing coke and yeah. watching her sister make out with a dude, which I'm like, yeah. I you, why why no, don't. I thought that was fine. No, I, was I fine. just think it's creepy. You know, she comes to and she could tell that her sister wasn't doing good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's when the doctor, which is the guy she ends up stabbing. That's the doctor's son. Yeah, that's when you hear the cracked uh, rib cage. Yeah. You know, she's freaking out and stuff. And then JD, who is a perfect gentleman, cracks her in the head with one of those flipping ashtrays. So leading all up to that, mm-hmm. like I said, it's it's a lot. Mm. But realistically, okay, so you've got head trauma mm-hmm. and then you've got isolation mm-hmm. combined with drug use. Mm-hmm. I really do think that those things combined could probably give you 
amnesia or not even amnesia, just block it out. You know, I, th- I think that's possible. You could see like somebody was sh- shooting her up basically or giving her something. Yeah. And he said something like, do you still remember? And she said, yes. And then they kept going. And then finally, I think towards the end, they said, do you still remember? And she's like, what? And they're like, okay, mm-hmm. you're good. But my my thing is, too, when he cracks her on the head with that thing, I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, she's hysterical. Couldn't you just slapped her or punched her or something? Because he hit her really hard with that thing. He cracked her skull open. I know. And then leaves her there. And then calls his dad. Or Frankie calls Frankie his dad. Frankie calls yeah. his dad. I feel bad for Frankie. I do, too, because I think he... He kind of really did like her sister, or he was bonding with her at the very least. Yeah, the way that they bonded, is that something that happens when you're high? Well, see, I don't know if he was high then, was he? I don't know. I mean, I just thought he was drunk and having a good time. I do have to say, there's the one scene that I really, really liked was when they were in the ladies' parlor. Yes. Do you remember the two of them? They were just in that room, and it was like all blue. Yes. And they had, like, one of those cool little cushions that, like, goes all the way around. Yes. That scene, I thought, I thought it was really well written. Mm. I thought it was really well acted. Mm-hmm. I loved the set design. I loved the way that it was shot. Mm-hmm. Like, it reminded me sort of, like, of, um, like, a Kubrick movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it reminded me of The Shining. Yes, yes. Just the color tone mm-hmm. and just the... The, the camera angles and stuff, I really liked that scene. And I couldn't tell really from that, like, I couldn't tell, like, in the beginning if he was just talking to her because he kind of felt sorry for her or if he was talking to her because it was like, oh, God, she probably never gets out. Let me make this kind of memorable for her. Like a night, like I can't tell if he was a good guy or a bad guy. I don't, I don't know. He might have been intrigued by her. I don't know. I will say this. As a kid who was supposed to be in medical school... Uh, there should have been a lot of red flags. Well, thank you. I mean, she yeah. tells you she has this and this and this wrong with her. And then you're like, let's have sex. And I'm like, her heart's Oof. not good enough for that. I mean, she she could barely walk. Yeah, there was, there was, she wet her pants <laughs> in the car on the way there. Like, you had to know she wasn't physically ready for he that. He was high, too. He was. I mean, I think at some point it was just nature took over. But I was like, dude, you had to know she can't (laughs) she just can't she can't take that at all (sighs) and then oh surprise surprise she dies or goes into cardiac arrest and then he panics you are you're in medical school (laughs) and that's why i couldn't figure i was like is he first year is he going in the summer like i literally couldn't wrap my head around that but he's not he's not a good doctor (laughs) well we'll never know because he died (laughs) did he yeah well i oh yes (laughs) yeah I'm going to have to edit that part out. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> So, okay, so we, you know, we find out all this. And so we find out that I guess she, she blames him for her sister's death? No, she's just triggered. It's I something triggered, triggered, but yeah. I don't know what, I mean, I know that song triggered her, but I don't know why, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, from what you could see. At least he was trying to save her, and he was giving her what she wanted. And, yeah. you know, it, I, I don't think he was being mean or had anything against her. I think he was just really... Um, I'll say this just because I literally went to therapy yesterday and was working on my triggers. 
<laughs> I feel like such a millennial saying that, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's absolutely true, and maybe it's just something that's become part of our um, vernacular lately or whatever. Mm-hmm. The triggers, they don't make sense. It's not mm-hmm. a normal response to things, and that's that's the problem. Well, That's what makes it a trigger, is that your reaction to it is not normal. Oh, yeah. Well, I can tell you, you know, I got... I was uh, held up at a video music store I worked at in in Florida. And then almost a year later to the day was mugged in New Orleans. Uh, So they were both in May. So for probably 10 years, from May 1st to the end of May, I was a basket case. Yep. I mean... Did you know it? Did I know I was a basket case? Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally knew it was, I was paranoid. I knew it was going to happen again because it happened yeah. two years in a row. And I was walking down Canal Street and there's just a bunch of dudes like coming towards me and I literally panicked. And you probably weren't in any kind of danger, not on Canal Street. I mean, it's Canal Street like Thursday afternoon, sun's out, yeah. tons of people. I mean, there was no chance right. anything was going to happen to me, but right. I literally So your response was like way out panicking. of line. And yeah. that's the first time I think I went to therapy. Yeah. If she had just gone to therapy, man, Frankie would still be alive. But she didn't because she didn't know. No, she knew something was wrong with her. She had some prescriptions. Well, that's, well, I thought they only said it was for sleeping. Oh, yeah, maybe so. If you feel like something is that wrong and something's, you know, you can see it was right below the surface with her in the beginning. Like... Why not go to therapy? And maybe that's why this show is so scary. Like, is this just me or do we all wonder, like, uh uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Is there something that I forgot? (laughs) (laughs) That's why I was like, I want to go be uh, hypnotized and see if anything weird comes up. But then I'm like, God, I really Then we end up with satanic panic in the 90s. (laughs) 80s. Because that's what caused the whole satanic panic in the beginning was this, this whole hypnosis recovered memory thing. That's why people don't do it because it, it caused yeah. so much shit back then. Well, and two, and it I was mean, all made it, up. Well, and like with her, like she goes back and she's like, "We do it, and then we give you some time to kind of process it, and then we do uh-huh. it again." And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I was like, you know, like I said, like I was like, maybe I want to see if there's something bubbling below the surface, but then I'm like, no, nope. I really don't want to leave deal it there. with it. Let's leave it there. <laughs> leave it there. I'm, I'm almost in my 50s. I literally You're don't. You're fine. You haven't killed anybody on a beach uh, yet. <laughs> I have not. No. Do you have anything else? No, I think that's it. I think I think so we've too. covered everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. I liked it. I want to watch season two, um, but I yeah, want to wait for too. it to come out on Netflix. Yeah, I can't I think go I, through that again. No. <laughs> I know. I need to be able to sit and binge watch it yep. with us. With us. Um, <laughs> and I can't watch that live because it would drive me crazy. Oh, yeah, for sure. It did. It drove me nuts. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why I think I was really like, hurry up, hurry up. When I got up Saturday morning, I had like four episodes left and I just boomed all the way through. Knocked I couldn't stop out. watching it. Why don't we tell people what we're going to be binge watching coming up so that people can go ahead and binge watch with us? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so we're going to finish up Riverdale. Yeah, next episode season we're going to we're going to finish Riverdale. We're going to do everything left of season 1, which is like 7 through 13. 13. Yeah. I feel like I want to get some CoverGirl makeup in uh, preparation. I need a break from the center. I need to go back yeah. to my to my mindless, dumb <laughs> Riverdale. 
Oh, God. Where the smartest person is named Jughead. Where there's no Bill Pullman detective. <laughs> but there is a lot of incestuous underlying yeah. tones. It's in not it. as bad at the end of season. No, no. Because it, it's Riverdale. Right. What are we going to watch after Riverdale? We're going to watch Coven, American Horror Story, yes. season three with the witches. Yeah, so um, we're going to be going into October. And we want to mm-hmm. kind of get into some... Uh, creepy, scary, Halloweeny. Yes. Turn the lights on, kind of stuff. <laughs> or, or or off. Yeah. So, um, hey, look, whatever you like. And lore, we're gonna do. Yeah, lore, which you can. So Riverdale is obviously on Netflix. Coven season three is also on Netflix. There's a lot. And of, Hulu. And Hulu. There are a lot of seasons of American Horror Story out there. Each season is a standalone. Um, so for anybody who hasn't watched it before, you can just jump into the third season. And you don't need to know anything about the previous seasons. It helps, but you don't have to. Um, Lore is on Amazon. Their mm-hmm. second season is coming out October 19th. It is a it, it is a show that started off as a podcast. So mm-hmm. if you need something to listen to during the day, while you're at the gym, whatever, definitely recommend Lore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's it's it spun off into a TV show on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Some- and they have books out. Oh, yeah. And he's coming out with a book. Yeah. He's got three books out. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I've listened to him on audio, so Yeah, that's so why. if you're a reader like uh, Lisa is, go ahead <laughs> and download those. Audible. And then after that, so we want to get we want to get Lore done before his second season comes out. And then after that, mm-hmm. we're going to do a documentary. We don't know which one yet. We've got a couple mm-hmm. choices. What, are, what did yeah. we decide on? Um, either the nightmare, the uh-huh. devil, and somebody. Yeah. So there are a couple. There's there's one called the nightmare, and it's about sleep paralysis, and it's um. It's a documentary on eight different people. Hey, you know what's great for two people who can't sleep? Let's watch a documentary called The Nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there are, and then there are two documentaries. I don't remember the names of them, but we'll we'll let you guys know the closer we get about um, exorcisms. Mm-hmm. And one is actually from the director of The Exorcist. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So just yes. in time for Halloween. Yes. Let's do, so those are the things coming up in October. Let's do Obsession Session. Yay! Yay! Obsession Session. You go first. Okay, so this week I obsessed over two different podcasts. I had a lot of work to get done this week. It was, yeah. uh, we're, we're rolling into deadline time, so I needed my headphones into focus, and mm-hmm. I listened to, um... A podcast that was recommended to me by a nurse, a nurse <gasps> friend of mine, um, and it's called Doctor Death. <gasps> that was my obsession is session it? too. Oh my <laughs> god! How great is that podcast? The um, Baylor in Plano. Uh-huh. That's where I live. Is in Plano. It's right yes. across the street from me. Yes, I knew that when they were talking about Plano, Texas. I was like, that's where Lisa is. I'm telling you, and they supposedly have a billboard up somewhere. That's. A- of Dr. Death. Oh, my. That's... Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I, I think it's just a black billboard. Uh-huh. Or it's a black billboard and it says Dr. Death. I'll yeah. have to look into that. But that was my my thing, too. I love... I just finished listening to 
the last three episodes today when it, I was walking the dog. It's really well done. It's by a podcast production company called The Wondery. Anything oh, The Wondery does is great. I recommend go and listen to it. Them. I do not recommend you listening to Dr. Death if you are nervous about surgeries, if you have white coat syndrome where you're afraid of doctors. <laughs> Don't listen to it. If you've got a procedure coming up, let's not let you can skip this one. Um, but it's really well done. the The second one that I listened to this week was recommended by the My Favorite Murder Ladies, and this one's called Escaping Nexium. And what's that about? So do you? So this is a cult that they just found out about earlier this year. Oh, you know I love a cult. And what's interesting about, and I might not be saying this right because it's Nexium. It's N X I V M. This cult is interesting because it's a cult um, mixed with a multi-level marketing company. Oh. Because the two are so much alike. Of oh course, of course somebody would figure out a way to combine a cult with an MLM. Of course. Of course. Um, so this is a podcast done by CBC, which is the Canadian Broadcasting Company. Mm-hmm. I recommend anything they do, too. They have great podcasts. And this is about a guy who, he's in a park one day. He's a journalist for the CBC, and he runs into a high school friend and um, in the park, and he says to her, so what have you been up to? You know, I'm a journalist now. And she says, um, I just escaped a cult. <gasps> yeah. You know, I love cults. Oh, God. It's great. I mean, love it's cults. so fascinating. And this poor woman, she fully admits, I got tricked. I got fooled. But she's mm-hmm. really intelligent, very driven. And that's what makes it mm. so scary is that, man, you think this can't be you? It could be you. She is a mom. Uh-huh. She's got a husband. Mm-hmm. Um, she was making a ton of money. And she mm-hmm. still got tricked into this. Well, that's why cults are still around now. Yeah. <laughs> what like, are your obsession sessions this week? Nothing. No, I'm just kidding. Stop it. <laughs> Dr. Death. Yeah. Uh, well, um, American Horror is almost always at the top of my obsessions. Yeah. Because I will constantly start and rewatch them all the time. And so they just released Cult on Netflix Monday or Tuesday. I can't remember which. So to convince myself to exercise, I watch it while I'm riding my spinning bike. Always a great <laughs> idea. It is because I'm like, you just can't. You you can only watch it during that time. So I've started rewatching that, and God, I just I love Sarah Paulson so much. So is she More, your obsession this week? Is Sarah? Paulson? She might be. Well, not really her, but her and Evans Peters. Is that his name? Yeah. Or Peterson. I don't know. I don't remember. Him and her, because as I was watching this last episode, and I think it's only, um, I'm only on episode two. And so it got me thinking about their whole relationship at every season. Like the first season, uh, Murder House, they don't really have any communications with. But then starting in season two, they're like really good friends in Asylum. Like they were kind of on opposite ends, but then become best friends or very close. Coven, they're not really super close in either. Yeah, he Coven is not my favorite Evan Peters season. No, that would have to be um, Hotel. Freak Show, they're very, very close again. Mm-hmm. God, they're not really close in Roanoke, Hotel either. Roanoke, they're, they're close. But Roanoke, yeah. they're very close. So it seems like they through the whole series of all these different stories, they're always kind of dancing around each other. 
Or they're really, really close. Yeah, Um, yeah. And so I started thinking about them a lot. And then my last thing is I needed new tennis shoes Uh to walk in. Mm -hmm. Um, You probably do this, too, because you exercise a lot. I can't just buy a pair of shoes. I have to search Amazon and search all these websites and go on forums and all kinds of stuff and spend probably two weeks Researching a shoe. Yes, researching a shoe. Um, I do that for nothing else, but I have horrible um, feet. So I finally found a pair of shoes. They're Asics, which are always my favorite. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they were on a good price. They were like $56. And I was like, sold. (laughs) (laughs) So have you gotten them in yet? Yeah. um, Actually, uh, my boyfriend got them for part of my birthday. Aw, uh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yes, I'm wearing them right now. And, uh, God, they're so much. They're so comfortable. I love them so much. I'm that way with gym leggings because you're, you're a cardio person and I'm a weightlifter. So I mm-hmm. need my leggings to be very opaque so that when I'm doing squats and stuff, there's mm-hmm. no there's no see-throughness. So, yeah, I research <laughs> leggings. I watch YouTube videos on oh leggings. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Because the best way to see the, to do the squat test to see if you know your underwear is showing through is to watch another chick do it on the internet. So. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. Now, my only obsession with leggings right now is that they have pockets. Oh, and let me tell you what—that is so hard to find. I mean, for real, so reals. hard to find. Why can't you know? If that's just a man keeping us down, they won't <laughs> give us pockets. <laughs> But I have to say Victoria's Secrets, um, which they are expensive, but they have some really good leggings. I don't own a single pair of Victoria's Secret leggings. I really like them. The ones I have on now. And they, they're side pockets on both sides. Ah, uh, wonderful. So shout out to Victoria's Secrets. Yeah. And, and Asics. <laughs> and Asics. Always buy Asics. Okay. Well, that's it for this week, I think. I think so. I think we're done. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I, I have to go cook dinner. Now. I have to go ride the exercise bike and watch Colt. Perfect. Very busy. <laughs> okay, guys. So we'll be back next week with the remaining episodes of Riverdale. Yay! So go binge watch that with us. And we'll see you next week. Yes, thank you. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>